Good morning. Well, that was a very robust reply. I appreciate that. I, it, is, it is a good morning. God has given us many gifts. As Kevin and I were talking earlier, one is coffee. So we, uh, I really have appreciated my coffee today and appreciate uh, all of you who are here this morning. Um, we don't really have any serious announcements that I know about, but I will remind you that it is potluck today. Uh, and I'm sure you were reminded by the fabulous smell when you came in, but hopefully you can all stay in and enjoy a great meal. Um, at potluck the main course is being prepared by greg and then we'll have a number of sides and other things so looking forward to that very much with that we will move straight on into birthdays and we have some very important birthdays this week um bronx and and we don't have the church up here and aaron aaron is on the way to get to church Aaron reminded me about announcements about three minutes ago, but he didn't remind me to bring the church up. So the church is not up here. It is Aaron's fault. I mean, I just just want to be honest with you. We'll get the church up here in a minute. Um, Ed Veers, his birthday is Monday. <clears throat> not quite the same age. Oh, uh, well, do you have your birth certificate? You're six? Are you six? No. Okay, okay. Junie. I've got to bring pins. Okay. Junie Johnson is Tuesday. Are you having a birthday, June? Um, Tyson is on Thursday. Greta is not here, obviously, but she is also on Thursday. Brooklyn is not here and she is Friday. Erin Atkinson is, oh. Erin Atkinson is Saturday. And Bob Billings is going to offer our birthday prayer. Uh, our dear Heavenly Father, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity we have to uh, share in this congregation here this morning and with uh, this lovely group of people. We ask that um, you bless each of us this week and especially be with our, uh, our birthday group from uh, this week that they might have a, a wonderful and blessed week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, yes. <laughs> You'll be your, your 15th 15, 15 birthday? Yes. No. 14th. Whatever.
Good morning, everyone. Um, there's a couple of cor corrections to the bulletin. First of all, Sydney's going to sing with Ray, wherever they went to, over there. And I put the wrong hymn number for I've Called You By Your Name. It's 636, but it'll be right up on the screen. And at the very end, after the sending forth, please have your finger in number 651, and we'll just sing the third stanza. Greg and I want to thank you for your prayers, cards, and phone calls these past couple of weeks. We are so appreciative of those who came to the memorial service. I think it was the coldest day ever in Council Bluffs, Iowa, with the actual temperature being minus five. And because Paul had a Jewish service, it was all outside. Everyone was bundled up and had scarves and hats and sunglasses, and it was really hard to, to recognize each other at that point. We bundled up, and it was a beautiful service, and the cantor did an amazing job. She sang the 23rd Psalm in Hebrew and then read it in English. I will never look at that psalm the same way again. Paul was 97 years old and had been married to Lois for almost 73 years. As you know, he had been ill for an extended period of time. It was a blessing and a relief when God took him home. It is still a great loss to our family, though. I would ask you to continue to pray for Greg's mom, Lois, as well as the rest of the family. Lois has her own health problems. She is almost blind and deaf and is having trouble walking. We are concerned with what she will allow her living experience to be from now on. I have to admit I have trouble with some of the themes the World Church puts out. When I heard that what the theme was today, the first thing that came to my mind were those transformers that kids used to play with. They would start out as one thing and become something else. And I went down to my basement to look for one and they are all gone. <laughs> when talking with Sharon, she said she thought about jigsaw puzzles. I have to tell you, I don't do jigsaw puzzles. I don't find them fun, entertaining, or even interesting. I can't visualize the 1,000 individual pieces becoming something completely different. I was just at our friend Ron and Rosalie Jordison's house. Ron had just completed a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. When he finished, there was one piece missing and he had just, he just opened it. And for me now, that would have been ruined. That, that would have been the end of that puzzle. But he went to the box and cut out the piece, yeah, that's wrong, and put it in where it was supposed to go and then he glued it on a board and he's gonna frame it. So there's, here's the puzzle and one little piece that, that is cut out. And I thought, oh, that's, that's interesting. I didn't think to me it wouldn't have been perfect and complete. It made me think though, when we are just a bunch of individuals, we can't accomplish as much as we can together. We don't look like much, and sometimes we can't even figure out what we are or what we are doing. But when we band together, we, we, we become something entirely different, beautiful, and strong. Even when there is one piece missing, it doesn't ruin the whole picture. We miss that person, but that, there are ways we can still move forward. 
In the dictionary, one of the definitions of transformation is change. Now that is a word that we can all understand. We are all constantly changing. We can't do anything except change. Nothing stays exactly the same. Each day we live is a gift from God, and we need to treat it as such. We can never relive a day for a second time. I have had some difficulties lately with some family relationships. I have been looking for them to change, not me. Last Sunday, on the back of our bulletin, the author stated, kill those who we have conflict with through kindness. And then Patricia talked about changing our own life story. And that change can come at any time. It wasn't about looking for the other person to change until, if, they are ready. I've been hoping and thinking that the change needs to come from the other side when I'm responsible for the change that needs to take place in me. I would like to read a portion of our congregational blessing, and I've left some parts out, but most of it's here. Build the youth of Olathe, cherishing their worth and contribution. Build the senior saints of Olathe, acknowledging their dedication, an example of many years. Build the outreach of Olathe. This is our opportunity to be part of transformation of our group here. I hate this church. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this little. <laughs> oh my, that's going to be on the tape forever. <laughs> oh dear. Guys, I am really tired. We got home late last night, and I asked God to be with me this morning, but okay. <laughs> I would like us to take a few minutes this morning to share our joys and concerns. Please feel free to add names to our prayer book anytime during the service. Kevin, Sharon says we need a mic for these or they don't show up on the tape. Do you have one? We can use this one up here. Laura has one? Okay. Do we have any joys or concerns that we'd like to share this morning? June. <laughs> well, she says it, it won't, won't be on the tape if we don't use one. So I think everyone, hopefully everyone saw the email about Charlotte Myers, Edie's daughter. We saw Edie and the other daughter, another daughter, Chris, yesterday. Um, and Charlotte is still in the ICU, still on a ventilator. They uh, did a trial of her off it for a short while. Uh, and she did well, but there's still a long way to go, so please remember um, Edie and her family. So we had a week full of results in our family. Um, we got the results back from Bronx's test, and everything came back completely normal, so we praise God for that. It still leaves some unanswered prayers as what is causing the fevers, but um, we're thankful for the blessing of nothing serious as far as the auto-inflammatory diseases. Um, and I got good news from my tilt table test and my MRI that there's no sign of stroke or anything um, that could have happened from my fall. So I'm getting lots of clearance on that. So that is lots of reasons to praise God in our household. Thank you. 
Thank you. Um, my mother-in-law has been in and out of the hospital for like the past four months. And she's back now. Um, she became severely dehydrated and kind of had some issues with her wound that is taking forever to heal. She's also our um, daycare. So I, we've had lots of helpers come over, but it has been a little stressful managing all that. And Anthony has a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Here I'll sound like Anthony um, and be his mother. He took first in regionals yesterday, so we're very, very excited. And so the team travels to state Salina on Thursday. Wrestling will be Friday and Saturday. Anthony landed in a very, very tough bracket. So we are just hoping for the best, but just excited that he gets to go. And then um, Becca is flying back from Argentina next Sunday. So if you kind of watch out over her, match day where she finds out where her, if and when she gets a residency is March 20th. And she's stressing massively. She owes a lot of money and she doesn't know where she's going to be living and her car is about to die. And so lots of uncertainty. So if you would just pray for peace of mind for her, that would be appreciated. Mary. I think most of you know, but I'm just going to say it so everyone knows that my dad is moving on Friday to a new location. Um, and um, as um, much as we're all looking forward to this change. We know it's going to come at a very um, difficult um, time for him trying to transition um, into a new place, learn the new routine, and, and physically be in a new uh, place. So Friday of this week is going to be a big time for our family as we get him settled. So appreciate your prayers. I talked with Ruth Anderson yesterday, and she has moved to John Knox Village. Um, she's still getting settled, but uh, she said she found her way to the elevator, so she was excited about that. <laughs> um, she is looking forward to all the activities that they have over there and being a part of that, but she's wanted me to let you guys know that she's gonna really miss this congregation. We're gonna miss her too. Okay, would you please join me in the prayers for joys and concerns in your bulletin. We thank you, O oh Lord, for the joys in our lives. We pray, O oh Lord, for our shared concerns. Be with us today, O oh Lord. Amen.
Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, please look over those whose prayers of joy and concerns were offered. Help my mom in her sermon. Um, let us have a good day and enjoy the rest of the day and the potluck, amen. talked about for a few minutes at the start of the worship service a couple three weeks ago about favorite scriptures today I'm going to share my favorite and it is um, I think the essence of Christianity I think it's what everything that Christ brought to us is all about and it comes from Matthew for I was hungry and you gave me bread, you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I love this church. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when was it that we gave you, that you saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when did we see you as a stranger and welcome you or naked and gave you clothing? When was it that we saw you sick in prison and visited you? And the king shall answer them, Insomuch as you have done this to the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Let our offering collectors come forward for a prayer and then collecting the offering. Our Father, help us to be your in-so-much-as people. Amen.
Jesus is calling, oh, hear him today, calling for you, calling for you. Will you not quickly the summons obey? Jesus is calling for you. have all the children come up, please. So I thought of this story about being transformed, and I think sometimes um, we can think about ours being transformed, ourselves being transformed into the best disciples we can be for Jesus. And there are things we can do to feed our soul to help us be able to transform into the disciples we can be. Anybody have an idea of what we can do to help ourselves be transformed? Listen to our love, I mean, listen to our confident bucks. Ooh, yes. So this morning during um, our friends and fellowship service, we had confidence bugs that talked about believing in ourselves, and um, we all made one of those. Any other ideas of what we can do? a good disciple? Aaron, Aaron, what can you do to be a disciple? Um, okay, it's just fun to talk into the microphone. So um, a few weeks ago in Sunday school, 
Kaylin um, got a book called February Acts of Kindness, and there were different things you could do to be kind. And when we choose to be kind and help others, that helps us transform into the best disciple we can be. Some of the ideas were offer a compliment, say thank you, recycle, pick up trash, um, read a book to a sibling. So they sound like little things, but all those little things we do feed our soul. So <laughs> today, when you go back to your seats, I have a little paper, and it says, how will you feed your soul? And I was thinking you could draw um, a picture of a few things or write a few things you might do this week to feed your soul, and then you can hang it up at home. And I have some crayons, and if one, um, one child per family could come get the crayons and you could share with your siblings, it's kind of hard, but we can do it, um, and then take it back to your um, seat. Thank you. Not only do I love this church, I love this congregation. <laughs> Ray and Sidna, thank you. Sometimes it's good to hear the old hymns we grew up with. But yet the new hymns we just heard too. You are mine. I have called you by your name. You are mine. 
It's another reason why I love this church. Um, before we uh, start, a couple of um, caveats. Dad, can you hear me? Okay. Um, I don't know if you are aware, but our congregation has little personal hearing devices for people like my father who can't hear me. And I grew up ignoring him, but now he can't ignore me. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is I'm advancing my slides in, in my classroom. I can point here, but now I have to point here. So if I have some little brain farts, just excuse me. Excuse. You need a better mother. <laughs> okay. Our scripture today comes from Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. Here's the background. Six days before... Peter confessed to Jesus that he believes Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus had just told his disciples that he will suffer greatly and that he is eventually going to be killed in Jerusalem. This upset Peter so much that he began to yell at Jesus. This caused Jesus to tell Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, Jesus takes his closest disciples, including Peter, James, and John, up on a high mountain away from the crowds. And then this happened. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud, a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has risen from the dead. So yeah, right before their very own eyes, Jesus is suddenly transfigured, transformed. Not only did his face shine like the sun, but his whole appearance changed. And then Moses and Elijah let two greats from the Old Testament appear. And then a cloud appears and a voice booms out, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And the disciples are rightly afraid. But Jesus knows that they are afraid. He goes over to them touches them and says, get up and do not be afraid. 
this is just like my classroom. <laughs> sure, Jesus can be transformed. I mean, he's God's son. But what about us? We're just ordinary people. And why would he even want to be transformed? Um, have I got an analogy for you? When I was offered this topic, I jumped at it. I knew instantly that I could relate it to an addicting hobby of mine, as Jeannie alluded to, ooh, jigsaw puzzles. This never happens in my classroom when I'm teaching. Huh. That always works with my computer. Let's see if it works with a clicker. You choose a puzzle because of the beautiful image on the box and maybe the number of pieces, hard or easy. Now, I'm not sure if you get to choose our own lives for, like we can puzzles. That's for another sermon. But we do get to choose what we make of the life we are given. You open the box and outpours a jumble of pieces. God has given me this life. Where do I begin? Well, what do we do with puzzles? We begin to sift the pieces and trying to find order. So we sift and we sort and we sort and we sort we find that some pieces are already stuck together for us. Oh. Ah, back. There, there we are. I'm just going to point to you, dear. Um, sometimes God very obviously shows us the way. Our transformational journey is not all by itself. We are given scriptures, the testimony of others, and even companions on the journey. Click. Awesome. Okay, these are all taken out of order. Thank you very much, uh, Brad. Um, but because of free agency, sometimes the pieces are together in the wrong way. Click. Those are our companions on the journey. Click. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're not going to do this slides. Okay, the way can get blurry. There are distractors. It is not always easy. Things get messed up for us. If we are lucky, we can see right away that this is not what it was meant to be, that the fit isn't right. This job isn't meant for me. These really aren't my friends. This is not what I was called to do. So we keep sifting and sorting. We need to find guidance in our life. Let's look for the borders, the edges, the boundaries. Let's work. What are our boundaries? What are our guides? What are our borders? We have scripture, and we have church and camps and reunions. 
and we have teachers and ministers and friends to help set our edges. So, has it been going through all on its own? Oh, lovely, okay. So once we find all the edge pieces, we can make the border, right? That's where the haw slide comes in. There's always a missing piece. So we sort again and try to find our balance. Transformation will not be an easy process. It takes time. It takes commitment. It takes do-overs. It will be frustrating. Sometimes an edge piece isn't an edge piece. Sometimes an obvious piece isn't so obvious. Sometimes we're not even going in the right direction. And sometimes we'll get bent out of shape and maybe even broken. And sometimes, in the middle of typing your sermon or preaching on edges, a warning will pop up. Yeah, God has a sense of humor, and I'm here to prove it. And this sense of humor is helping us on our journey of transformation. Our lives as Christians will not be easy. Sometimes it will feel like there are gaps missing in our life. But Jesus says for us, come, get up, and don't be afraid. So, we finally get the border together. We found our guidelines. We've resorted, and now we're able to start trying to fit the pieces together. We try to fill in our lives. We match colors to colors and nubs to notches. What might seem like a perfect fit from a distance is not. Sometimes we have to tear pieces apart to make them fit and it will leave jagged edges. That's the wrong slide again. And sometimes we'll get so frustrated that we just walk away. Sometimes we walk away for a long time until we forget and things start to pile up. Have you ever walked away from the journey been so fed up and so frustrated that you've given up. You may have experienced that mountaintop experience like the disciples, but were then in the valley and lost. Even Jesus felt that way. He went up to the mountains to pray. He needed to confirm his mission from God. He needed affirmation that he was doing the right thing. Now, Jesus had a cloud and a voice telling him his path was correct. I haven't gotten a cloud and I haven't gotten a voice, but we do have, please be the right picture. Mm, that's John. <laughs> the box. We get the big picture. 
It's helpful, but it's not always clear. It doesn't give us those minute details that we crave. That's when God gives us helpers. Sometimes we want the help. It's a way to make the hard work easier. You can share laughter and discovery, and you can encourage each other. Even though this help interrupted my puzzle slash sermon writing, and I had to start a new transformation. Sometimes the help is not useful. It's just a distraction that you have to put aside. But we're given even more companions on our journey. Sometimes they take what you've done and make it better. But sometimes they take your hard work the hours you spent sorting through a 1,500-piece puzzle trying to find the Eiffel Tower, and they do the Eiffel Tower for you, and they leave you the stinking sky. <laughs> Click. Get your own sermon. And while we're at it, God, why do some people have easier puzzles? <laughs> but sometimes that interloper, that person who you think is destroying a mission, will leave you sermon helps without you knowing it. And you realize that you haven't been alone all this time. Puzzles aren't easy. Transformation isn't easy. It can be frustrating. Puzzles and transformation. Where is the missing piece? Click. This has to be it, right? Click. It's not, click, this is easier. Okay, you might as well just give up. And then you change perspective, you turn the board around. <gasps> and there it is, the missing piece. Right before you the entire time, you just weren't looking. Jesus had to change his perspective the disciple had to change perspectives many times. Transformation is a long, slow, hard, frustrating process. But the end is worth it because all the pieces are there. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. There will be disruptions when you find out the piece is the wrong location. And it might get messy trying to put them all back in order. Sometimes we will need to walk away 
to seek quiet and alone time, to fast for 40 days like Jesus did, or to go into the wilderness like Jesus did. We might just need to let it rest. But then we come back. God, God calls us back. He calls us to be transformed so that we can be sent out to do his will, so that we can do his mission. God wants us to seek him. God wants to say to each of us, this is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. We too can be transformed. So, we go back to the puzzle, and boom, we find more pieces. And one day, our transformation might even be complete. God did not promise us an easy journey, but he did promise to walk it with us. Like a puzzle, maybe we'll need to step back. Maybe we need to sit and look at it from another side. Maybe we need to go work in another corner. Jesus went to many different neighborhoods. Maybe we need to accept the help from others. Jesus didn't go to the mountains alone, nor did he go to the Garden of Gethsemane alone. Sometimes we need to adjust the lighting to see better. Jesus went into the mountains and the desert. Sometimes looking at the entire picture can be a distraction. I'm supposed to abolish poverty and end suffering and be a good parent and a good teacher and a good wife and I'm first to pray for others and I'm supposed to forgive 70 times 7 and, and, and. But we keep plugging away, one piece at a time. Keep rotating, keep selecting, keep sorting, keep praying, keep studying scripture, keep fellowshipping. Do one small task. We can solve the puzzle. We can be transformed. We can create Zion. Get up and do not be afraid. As we were preparing for the prayer of peace this week, I looked at the list of names that were going to be prayed for each day. It's an ongoing process that we have in our church, and every day at the temple, a different country, a different place is prayed for. And I thought it would be really interesting to share that list with you for this week. 
it, it made me feel more connected to that process. So today, Nicaragua is being prayed for, then Italy, Malta, Portugal, Spain, Malaysia, Libya. We're all connected. <laughs> Will you pray with me? Dear God, our heavenly friend and confidant, we hold you up. We hold up the people of the world in deep need of your transformative power. Transform their lives into the sacred existence that you would have for them. Take care of our sacred home, earth, and the hearts and minds that inhabit it. Help us, O oh Lord, to be the transformative agents that you would make us. Help us to remember that all are called. We each have gifts to offer, and we will fill a need that is unique to those gifts. We pray for the strength to act. We pray in your son's name. Amen. We thought it would be interesting to pray for people, uh, uh, you know, our worldly community, but we also wanted to include this community. Our prayer for peace is written by a man named Barry Fox, a church member in England. And he offered it in the April of 2019 at the World Conference. Dear God, help us to sense more fully your presence, your love and your power, so that you may become even more relevant and meaningful in our lives. Strengthen our desire to share with others the knowledge we have of you. Lord, if we seem at times to be going in the wrong direction, please help us to find our way back again onto the right path. As we st struggle with moments of doubt and perhaps at times with despair, help us to re realize anew and perhaps more fully the blessings that our lives and ours are what we have done in and also with and through our lives the blessings that are ours and what you have done in and with and through our lives. We now offer a collective prayer for those who are here this morning, our friends and neighbors, in addition to our family members, along with the people around the globe, who are faced with real and demanding problems and who are seeking and searching for a real measure of peace in their lives. In Jesus' name I pray.
Be assured that the hand of God, which has directed this congregation, continues to call you forward into promising tomorrows. You are community of Christ. You are builders with a vision. You are builders of a future. You are builders of Christ's peaceable kingdom. May you forever be blessed as you build. Go in peace. Thank you.